Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! He's the fastest man on the planet. He'd have got there, Rabbit. What about Andrew King? Put him in the sucker. Put him somewhere. He's too good for this game. Yes, yes, we are back with part two of Tom Sanks' top 20 cash cows for 2021. Now, yesterday we did numbers 19 to 11. You guys seem to really enjoy that. Uh, some of them were in your sides, some of them weren't that you've put in, others that you had in your sides that you've pulled out. So that's what these podcasts are all about, giving you guys a second opinion. Plenty of platforms out there that uh, that give another opinion different to mine, so it's only going to benefit you guys to, to hear the different opinions based in the Supercoach community. But we'll kick it off today with number 10. And number 10, I think, falls into a very similar category that someone like Charlie Staines did for us yesterday, and it's Bailey Simonson. Now, priced at 205k, he's obviously significantly cheaper than Charlie Staines, but I just prefer it based on the fact that it's a cheaper option. And with Simonson, we aren't expecting him to to play in our 17 every week. He's a guy that we can put on the bench and and really look at bringing in against a weaker matchup. So that's the reason why I prefer him over someone like Staines. Now, had an average of 23 last year, but these were pretty skewed by time spent on the bench. But I think this year, that wing spot is really Simonson's to lose. So if he can lock it down with a couple of good performances, that's only going to help us um, make some money and and it's going to help him keep his spot. I just wanted to reiterate to you guys, uh, some people were a little bit confused in uh, my messages yesterday. Just because a player isn't playing in your 17, so just because he isn't in the starting 13 or one of the four reserves, doesn't mean he's not going to make you money. These guys can sit and not score for you and still make you cash. So you don't need to be playing these guys to make money. They can do it in the background as well. Number nine was a guy that I was pretty off on uh, until the recent trials, and that's Tino Fasul Malawi out of the Titans. Now, obviously, 504k isn't really a cash cow price, but based on the performance that he had against the Warriors in that trial, I was worried that he wouldn't be getting the workload uh, and would be relying too heavily off Cameron Smith in prior in the prior year, but it looks like he was very ready to go. He wanted the ball and was making things happen. Uh, I touched in my trials recap that he had a play there which looked very similar to a David Fafita where he just took the ball from a standing start and really broke open the defense. Um, I like Tino ahead of someone like a, a David Fafita just because he has that workload. So, yeah, look, at 504k, I wasn't keen on him, but dual position, second, uh, dual position second row, front row forward, Tino, I think, could be in it for a really good year. And the Titans have a really ideal draw for the first five rounds. The next man on the list at number eight is David Fusatua from the Warriors. Now, 251k. Fuss in prior years has gone over 50 uh, for a season average. Obviously, last year was tough. Only scored one try in seven games, then went home with the COVID restrictions. I don't blame the bloke whatsoever. For all those Warriors guys that stayed in the country all year, um, would have been so hard. So I do not um, condemn Fusatua for leaving when he did. So look back this year. Hopefully, he's fresh. Hopefully, he's revitalized. He's obviously one of the Warriors' key players in that side, so job security I don't think is a huge issue. Um, with Roger Tuovasa-Shek leaving at the end of the year, I think there's going to be a bit of a morale boost. Um, I'm not too sure how it's going to call it on the field, but look at 251k. I think Fusatua is a guy that you should be having in your side. If he's not going to be scoring for you, have him on the bench. 
Um, so, yeah, look, the next player on the list is another Warriors player that uh, a lot of other pages are talking up, and it's Chanel Harris-Tavita. Now, at 425k, last year had an average of 48. I think the Warriors played some of their best 40 last year, and if if this is Harris's ceiling, then obviously there's not much around it. People are buying him, hoping that he goes to that extra level, but under Nathan Brown, I'm not overly too sure as to how it's going to go. Um, obviously, Todd Payton improved... Cody Nicarima and Chanel Harris-Avita at the at the Cowboys now. Will he do the same for someone like a Scott Drinkwater? That's what I'm sort of looking at if we're going to go pod in the 5'8 position. Now, obviously, um, CHT is dual position 5'8 halfback, and that's obviously a big tick, but I'm just not too sure what kind of points the Warriors are going to put up. Now, obviously, it's a bit different with Futsutur because he's 200k cheaper, but Harris-Avita is going to get the goal-kicking I'm just not too sure as to, to the ceiling on the Warriors this year and how many points they're going to score. I'm happy to be proven wrong. I really want Harris to, to succeed. I think he's one of the future stars of the game. Uh, just a little bit worried, especially with the news that the Warriors will not be going back home this year. So for me, it's a wait and see, but I don't begrudge people going a pot option in the secondary halfback position as it's so bare this year. Number eight is another New Zealand Warrior, and it's Ben murdoch Masilla Now, 330k, came off the bench in the trial, looked really good with his first touch, broke open the defense, nearly scored with his first touch back in the NRL. 330k, dual position, second row, front row, forward, coming back from the Super League. Um, looks to be set playing on the edge, which I'm assuming he's going to be pairing up with someone like a Eli Katoa with Tohu Harris playing 13. So on the edge, might see a little bit less ball, but I still think it's a good pickup at 330k if he's going to hold that starting position for you guys. Obviously, dual position helps as well. Number five is Christian Welch from the Melbourne Storm, 453k. Had a season average last year of 51, but with the plethora of injuries the Melbourne Storm have had, with Delphine obviously going down, Harry Grant going down, would see Brandon Smith move into the nine. Um, there was talks of Nelson Asafa-Solomona coming into 13, which you'd think would just bolster... Welch's stocks at prop. If Asfa Solomona goes into into prop, you would see uh, Christian Welch come back to lock. So I think it's a win-win for him. He's really locked in for big minutes. I was keen on Welch all preseason, and with these injuries, it's just solidified it for me. I think he's a guy that you can have in your side and expect a really solid 60 points a week out of him. Number four on the list is another man that really, really impressed me in the trial, and it's Frantessi New from the Brisbane Broncos. This is dual position settling fullback, 232k. Now, obviously, with the injury to Cosoni Staggs until about round 12, sees that position open up, and it sees Tessie New slot in there, and performed really well for that first half against the Cowboys in that trial. Looked really, really good on the ball. Looked destructive as well, and there's even a possibility if Tessie New can hold down that position that he would shift to the left-hand side when Staggs comes back. So, if he doesn't shift, I think 12 weeks is plenty of time for us to make good money on Tessie New, but if he does shift over, even more time for us to make money, but it's all going to come down to the break-even, but I think Tessie New is a no-brainer. A man that I'm really high on, just a little bit worried about the opening draw that they have, is James Roberts from the Tigers. Now, obviously that trial against the Manly Seagulls, he killed them. He tore them apart, scored a try, looked really energetic, really involved. And that's the one thing I did like about looking at Jimmy Roberts. In prior years, he looked like he was corridored in the sort of in the third of the field where he couldn't leave. But in that trial game, it looked like he was going around looking for the ball. He was happy to drift into the middle, take a hit up. Um, defense, he looked okay as well. Obviously scored that try. We know what he can do in his days. Very, very destructive. Has one of the best highlight reels in the NRL. It's just whether that Jimmy can string together these performances over a season. 
obviously we know what he can do for one week, but it's the other three weeks that he, he goes a little bit missing. So hopefully Mark McGuire is the kind of coach that can really strengthen his uh, mindset and help him on the run, on the front foot for Tigers fans and also for Supercoach owners. But at 277k, with a really tough draw to start with, I wouldn't begrudge you picking him, but just stashing him on the non-scoring bench until the, the Tigers draw picks up. Number two is another man who looks really, really solid in the trial against the Cowboys, and it's no surprise it's Jordan Ricky at 277k. Looks like it's going to be him and Alex Glenn to start the season with Tavita Pengai playing 13 or, or potentially slotting into prop. Uh, I think it's going to rotate between him, Asiata, and Carrigan until Haas is back. So, look, I think Ricky's got really good job security. Kevy Walters wants to play Tavita Pengai in the middle third of the field, so I don't think I'm too worried about him losing it. Uh, potentially a spot for 80 minutes as well. And at 277k, 80 minutes starting back rower. Uh, there's not really too much to say about this pick. I think it's one of those ones that you pick and forget and sell him when he has a really sky-high break-even. And last but not least, no surprises here who the top cash cow is. It's surprising that he isn't owned by more players. Uh, Tom Sanks has written in the article that he is the 21st most popular player and Sangster says that he should be high, and I fully agree with this, and it's Connor Watson, uh, 288k, 5'8 hooker. Obviously, everyone's been talking up Connor Watson. He finally gets a crack at that starting 13 role, and it's a position that I've been crying out for for years. He just needs to stay injury-free and get those consistent minutes. Another man on the list that, that was surprising for me is Jaden Braley. All the talks is he's going to play close to 80 minutes and he's priced at about 360k so he's another one that you guys could look at as well if you wanted to run dual Knights hookers if you want to run Watson and you wanted to run Braley as well so so Watson yeah I think is really really a fantastic option to be picking up he's someone that could explode for 65 plus if he just gets the minutes and the work rate he's someone that just it's going to get through a lot of tackles he loves to run the ball as well so no surprises here at all that he's number one pick on Sangster's top 10, I'm really, really happy with it overall. There's not many changes I would make to it. Uh, I think he's nailed this one spot on uh, with the top 10. So a fantastic article from him. Fantastic article from all the Daily Telegraph guys that continue to put them out for you guys. Uh, I'm just going to give my thoughts over a quick podcast rather than the written content. But for guys, for everyone, guys, that's it. The top 20 cash cows of the year. I think these guys, if you put them in your side, can really help you move forward. Obviously, we're not going to have room to put them all in because we still have to fit uh, the guns in there as well. But these cash cows are guys that you could definitely cherry pick and pick the right ones and make a fair bit of cash to help you for the rest of the season. But for me, guys, that's it. Uh, Keep your friends close. Keep your pods closer. Season is ticking down. Teamless Tuesday is going to explode, and I cannot wait. That's all, folks. 